This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Fu. I'm your host, James Fu Torres, but you can call me Fu, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have Farah Sala. She is a CPA and founder of Lumen Tax Resolution. And I'm going to let her tell you more about that. But first, Sarah, Sarah oh, Farah, <laughs> how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing, doing good. It's just you told me like it was pronounced like Sarah and then I went my mind. <laughs> it's okay. Oh my God. Um, uh, I practice it and everything, but you know. It happens. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I forgive you, but thank you for having me today. Uh, thanks, thanks for for taking the time. Uh, so let's kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and your company. Okay, sounds good. My name is Farah Sala. I'm a virtual CPA. I'm based out of South Florida, but I serve clients worldwide. I'm a licensed CPA in Florida, Michigan, and Australia, and I specialize in tax resolution, which is a service that helps individuals and businesses with their tax problems. And I also specialize in tax advisory and tax planning as well. Awesome. It's something that is extremely important. Uh, I love the tax space because, you know, that's the one of the biggest expenses, if the biggest, I believe, the biggest expense that we're, we're all going to have. Uh, so uh, it's, it's good to to be able to minimize that cost because saving money is making money. Right. So uh, it's it's hard to earn money. So keeping as much as possible is very important. Uh, and then getting on sticky situations with the government, right, with the IRS. And not many people are able to to properly represent clients with the IRS. So I haven't met many people. So you're, you're one of the few that I've met. So uh, definitely something something very important. So uh, on that note, right, that you. Uh, your expertise is that tax resolution. Uh, what are what is some advice for for business owners that they should watch out for to not get in a situation that it, it gets in a, in a big problem with the with the IRS or any other advice that you think that might be good for business owners to know given your expertise? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm not sure if you heard or not, but the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed in August 2022 gave the IRS about $80 billion of funding. Recently, about $20 billion or so that was rescinded in the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023, but that's still an overall increase of 75% to the IRS in funding, which means that they are making enforcement one of their top priorities. There's a $1 trillion tax gap that they're trying to close. So with all of that being said, what I can definitely recommend or advise businesses to do is to just be compliant. The statute of limitations is three years for audits. So just making sure that their reporting is precise, their practices are in compliance with what the IRS is asking for. If you're a single member LLC or sole proprietor filing on your Schedule C on your personal tax return, those do tend to get audited a bit more. If you're 
a partner in a partnership, those do tend to get audited a lot less than the other returns. And if you own an S corporation and you're not taking a reasonable compensation, the IRS has been pretty vocal about pursuing those individuals. Anyone with unreported cryptocurrency or high income non-filers, high income is now considered to be $100,000 of AGI, believe it or not. So just being diligent in your practices, making sure you have a good CPA or a good accountant. And I would definitely always recommend keeping your personal and your business income and expenses completely segregated. You don't want to pierce the corporate veil. And in the end, in the event that they're ever, God forbid, audited, it's hard to explain to an IRS agent why certain expenses are commingled and trying to justify them. So just being diligent in their practices for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely is something that is very, very important. Like I, um, I really, I really like the, the, the emphasis on, uh, look, there was a, so the government invested a lot of money in the IRS. They will want to get that money back and they'll get it from our pockets, right? Taxpayers pockets. So it's something to definitely take, uh, taking consideration that things that might have slipped in the last couple of years might not slip anymore. And, uh, and uh, another thing that I would add, based on, on the experience that I've had with with clients and myself, that be proactive to not just focus on compliance, but also on on planning. Right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, any 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 uh, any advice you want to say on on that end? I actually love that you just said that because. I tend to sometimes encounter situations with clients where they come to me once a transaction has actually been conducted. So like they'll sell a property and now they're dealing with all of these capital gains or they're just dealing with different taxes and the tax implications of selling a property. And then they come back to me and they want to somehow mitigate that. But it was like, we we could have done something before the transaction was actually conducted. We could have, we could have, thought about different strategies together, you know, maybe done like a 1031 exchange or did some pre-planning ahead of time. So that's that's only in real estate. But as far as a business owner goes, there are a lot of different things that we can do far ahead of time to mitigate potential tax liabilities and to take advantage of deductions. So I always say planning earlier rather than later on in the year for sure. But it's always best practice to at least do quarterly if you could with your accountant and CPA you have a lot of activity. When when you say a lot of activity, what is when when do you determine that uh or or at least you know based on your experience, like when do you recommend for business owners to start investing and being proactive on these things, right? Because it has to be you gotta make money to be able to deduct money, right? So right. When do you recommend to to start investing on on tax planning, tax resolution, or well, hopefully not get to and not <laughs> getting to tax resolution? Yeah. So when when do you recommend to start investing on on tax plan? With tax planning, if you own a business, I always recommend trying to do planning earlier in the year rather than later, just because, especially if you're an S corporation shareholder, there are different. There are different deductions that we can take advantage of throughout the year. There are different strategies that we could leverage, which you can't just wait until December of that year to do. Or if you are looking to invest in a property, you're you're going to want some type of 
guidance along the way. This isn't something that you just want to do and then worry about the repercussions after the fact. So when I say people who have activity, if you're a business owner or you're an investor or you're pretty much a non solely day job worker. And even when you are like on a W-2, there are still different things we could do for tax planning, but obviously I can't be as creative as I could be with business owners and investors. I, I'm glad that you, you touch on the, on the W-2 because I think that's uh, something, something that there's, there's confusion even in my part and, and uh, a lot of people I know, because I'm more educated than a lot of people. So I know that this is a very, a big topic, which is the when it comes to a, a W two employee that wants to write off their their active income taxes, uh, what what kind of options are they, and what are the most common that you recommend? Is, is it doing like a side hustle or things like that? It, you know, what what are some some things that a W two employee can do? That's a great question, and kind of let's back it up for a second. So the United States tax code was never created or intended to be fair. It's meant to incentivize certain activities. And one of the biggest activities that it's meant to incentivize is businesses. The second is real estate. And the reason for businesses and the incentives that come along with that is because it alleviates a lot of the financial burden from the U.S. government, right? So if we go and we hire employees as business owners, they no longer need any governmental support, right? So they give us deductions and different means of leveraging tactics. So when you work for a company and you only have a W-2, your options are severely limited because there's really no incentive there, right? So to answer your question, it I do usually recommend for people to try to do some type of side hustle, right? Because if you start operating a sole proprietorship or like a single member LLC on the side, now you're setting yourself up to not only generate an additional stream of income, but you can also take deductions against that income. It could be something as simple as doing DoorDash because you're 1099 and that could be like your little LLC or side business. So you have an additional stream of income and you're writing off different deductions with it. So I think it's always a great idea to start a side business if you could for sure. Perfect. That's that's kind of what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just wanted to make sure that uh, to, to see what was your, your opinion on that. Uh, because, uh, for example, like a, my barber, he 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 works for Nike and he's like, oh, Nike's taking all this taxes. It's like, well, like if you can write off certain things for your business, then for then like you can get some of that back. So uh, and, and I told him to talk to a tax professional. Right. Like, uh, but. That's what I what I thought that I, you know, based on the knowledge that I've I've got to gather, especially from clients. So, thanks for for adding adding that. Um, is there any uh, last one or two takeaways that I might have not asked you that you want to leave the audience with? Sure, there there are probably a few. Um, but I think for one, I think there is starting to become a lot more accessibility towards financial education. However, I still am not seeing as much financial education with respect to taxes as I would like. We have a very complex tax system in the United States. And you said it earlier in the call where your taxes are going to be your biggest expense in your lifetime. 
And because it's such a pain point for so many individuals and business owners, I just personally tend to find that they just want to defer everything over to their CPA or their accountant and have them deal with the repercussions of their activities throughout the year. But I definitely think everyone should have a fundamental level of tax knowledge. And I don't know what that looks like for some people, whether it's watching YouTube videos or talking to other tax professionals, but I definitely think that there should be a very fundamental level of tax that we should all be learning and making it more accessible to the public because it is so rare that I ever have a client that can tell me that they know how to read a tax return. And I'm not blaming them. I'm just blaming the fact that we don't have those resources available to the public as much as I would like for them to see. So just getting educated in financial education, especially with respect to taxes, would be one of my biggest takeaways to give you all. <laughs> good, good, good. Thank you for, for line. I completely agree. Uh, education and, you know, knowledge is power. And uh, definitely, I wish that they, they talk about this more in school. I think that's pretty basic mm-hmm. survival thing in, in for an adult uh, that we don't get taught in. It's a big, uh, it's a big, push of my own to uh is that that educational part because you know sometimes you don't know what you don't know right so if you don't have the awareness then you, know, you can't even uh start to you know mitigate or 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 do things that that will benefit you so uh what what type of people are you looking to connect that could be clients partners you know people that will be beneficial for you to connect with Yes. Thank you for the question. I would say just like-minded individuals like myself, so other entrepreneurs, it's always great to connect with all, with other young entrepreneurs. And especially if they're in my profession, I find that there are not too many young CPA business owners. So I love connecting with them and just kind of exchanging ideas with them. But from a clientele perspective, I would say any service-based businesses that are looking for monthly tax planning and thorough tax planning at that, or any individuals or businesses who are having IRS problems where I could potentially help them, you can feel free to reach out to me. My website is lumentaxresolution.com and there's a Calendly link attached to it if you want to schedule a call with me. Perfect. That was my next question. How can people connect with you? So you lead me to it. So, uh, uh, thanks, thanks for for taking the time. I think that you dropped some some very valuable tips, and uh, and and for for people that listen to this, it definitely should put things into perspective if they are not already you know, being proactive on it. Obviously, that those people already already know, right? So, <laughs> um, but but thank you, thank you for for taking the time to come here and and uh, give value to my audience and. Uh, I uh, I enjoy having the connection. I hope that uh, we can collaborate on more stuff and uh, and, and and people connect with you given uh, because of this this podcast. So thank you. Likewise, thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to our collaboration in the future for sure. I think there's a lot of benefit we can get from each other. So I agree. You know, young entrepreneurs passionate about <laughs> the the <laughs> wealth, right, and and how to preserve it uh in a general sense so <laughs> right but... so uh this was Farah and who and this is us signing off bye 
Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.